following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. That is Ry Cooter from his, uh, end, I think it's the End of the Purple Valley album, which is really a masterpiece. You listen to that one through and through, Bo? No, but I will this week now that you've uh, mentioned it. Yeah, it's it, it's not to be missed. It, it, Ry Cooter gets overlooked uh, for uh, his session work. Not by me. Not by you, no, because you're you're. I can you're, spot you're, him you're, on. You're any, a genius when it comes to this stuff. I can spot him on any album. Yeah, I mean, I mean if you know what you're listening for, he's has a very distinct sound. Very distinct. Man, who hasn't he worked with? A I mean, lot of people. He, he's fantastic. We got Mike Johnson sitting in with us today. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Um, let me start with my Bible verse. Psalm thirty-two. King James Version, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long, for day and night. Thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin unto me, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Got to confess it. Can't hold it in. Kind of like earnings season, you know. (laughs) Companies have to come clean. Confession time. Confession time. And uh, a lot of them have had good things to confess. Yeah, they have. Here in, in the recent earnings season. It's it's not been too bad. 
Yeah, about uh, last number I saw is about 80% of the uh, companies that have reported have beaten uh, analyst expectations. Right. So it's it's been a good season. We had a lot of good things happening to some of the stocks that we own this week. Um, had several of them report higher than – and even the ones that reported lower still went up because I guess the market thought that they would be worse than what they were. So um, – you know we've we've had uh, we've had some good successes this week. This has been a decent week. Okay, today is uh, Warren Buffett Day. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is the day that uh, uh, Warren Buffett and uh, Berkshire Hathaway uh, do their annual meeting. It's kind of an all-day affair in Omaha, Nebraska. Wonder if they'll take a break to watch the Kentucky Derby. I'm sure <laughs> sure they will. Probably. <laughs> but uh this is a yearly thing. It's followed by a lot of Buffett watchers, people that uh watch and many of whom own shares in Berkshire Hathaway, which is his company. Um, you know, he he turns this uh into a kind of a lesson on economics and capitalism. And uh, 42,000 people crowd into this arena to, to listen to what he and Charlie Munger have to say. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, Yahoo Finance, uh, they're actually streaming. I believe they're going to stream the whole thing. It looks like it starts at 945. Um, right. So on Yahoo Finance, you can actually watch it there. I think they started that two or three years ago, and they've done it, uh, I guess, every year since. Right. So it used to be the only way you could find out about what was going on would to have somebody in the meeting itself take notes for you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe tape it. So with Warren Buffett in mind, uh, we have uh, the most important retirement chart you'll ever see. This is a uh, this is a, a an article from uh, looks like the Motley Fool, Mike. You you took this thing down. I'm going to let you describe it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so what this article's uh, illustrating, and there's there's one other one that I'll kind of pair with it. Um, it's it's a real simple concept. Uh, if you're getting close to retirement, you've probably been adhering to this, and you know you've kind of set up your life this way. Uh, if you have a retirement portfolio. Uh, but uh, people that are just getting started, it's the time value of money, meaning it's not necessarily, especially early on, it's not necessarily the returns. It's the habit of saving. That's what lays the foundation of your uh, retirement in the future. So it gives two uh, scenarios, two people that are both making 75, or households, if you will, that are making $75,000 a year. The first one uh, is uh, putting back uh, about 10% of their income uh, gross into uh, a retirement portfolio. And this, this goes back to 1980, and they, they do some uh, calculations, inflation-adjusted and different things. Uh, but uh, back, uh, if you're putting 10% 75, uh, of 75000 um, it takes... 
42, 40, excuse me, 45 years away to hit their quote unquote retirement number, which is basically how much do you need in a retirement portfolio to generate that income that you're making now. So it took, takes 45 years for that. Another, the second household is putting 30% of their pay. What are they living in a, a cardboard box somewhere? Or? I guess <laughs> driving, you know, riding a bicycle to work, and yeah, uh, who knows? But they're they're putting thirty percent back of seventy five thousand of seventy five thousand. Um, but they hit their quote unquote goal uh, in twenty six years, okay. so forty five years versus twenty six years. Um, another way to look at this, uh, this is the one I wanted to, want, wanted to pair with this. Um, this is an article, this was from, uh, I think this was just, uh, this is Yahoo Finance on May 2nd, a new study identifies a key tactic to boost your retirement savings. There's one chart in here that's interesting. Um, this is the one that goes back to 1980 and it does, uses inflation adjusted dollars. The total money that's needed to put into, uh, so out of your pocket from 1980 to reach an $855,000 portfolio. Yeah. Uh, doing 10% of your uh, take-home pay, or excuse me, the, of your gross pay, and adjusting that each year for inflation, right. you, you would have put in $138,000. If you were making 61000 or something like that. Uh, right, right. If you waited just 10 years, so instead of starting at 22, you start at 32, you would have had to put in $275,000 yeah, over that same period. Save $570 a month rather than $159 a month. Exactly. So it's it's the, the power of time and compounding. Right. The earlier you can start uh, putting money back for retirement, the better. Um you know, it goes on to make makes this statement, and this this is a, a it works out mathematically. You're better off earning six percent for thirty years than nine percent for twenty years. Yeah, um, and so it's you're you're not um, backed into a corner trying to get trying to play catch up. Yeah, uh, if if you start early, um, it's and, hard for people to do this kind of thing because they it, it requires vision to sort of see into the future where you're going to be and you have to put money away no matter how you feel about it or what you think about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so in a sense, this is a little bit idealistic because not everybody does this kind of thing. That's right. Uh, And it's, it's something that's very easy to understand. It's it's easy to conceptualize and say, it's it's like working out, like exercising. I like the idea of exercising, but you know, you, you go, you go to lunch and like, yeah, I think I will do two pieces of pizza and yeah. you get home. I'm tired. I don't want to jog tonight. Sure. It, it's the same concept is it's a discipline that you have to get yourself into. Um, it's easy to understand. It's hard to follow through. On. Right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree show with Mike Johnson sitting in today. News radio, 630 WLAP. We'll be right back. 
Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh boy, uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. Here's another reason to buy your diamond at Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. It's their 110% diamond upgrade guarantee. Hey, it's Tom Leach, voice of the Wildcats, and when you buy a diamond at Genesis and decide later on you want to upgrade to a larger diamond, Genesis will give you 110% of your original diamond purchase price toward the new stone. This is incredible. So, for example, if you buy a $5,000 diamond today and decide a year from now you want to upgrade to a $6,000 diamond, Genesis will give you $5,500 toward the new diamond. That's a 10% guaranteed appreciation when you upgrade. Who else does this? Friends, this is why it is worth the drive to get your diamond at Genesis Diamonds in Louisville. They stand behind what they sell, and they put their money where their mouth is. And it's why Genesis is the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats year after year. Genesis Diamonds, where Wildcat fans get engaged, and Kentucky's best selection of Swiss timepieces, too. On Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Genesis Diamonds. 630 WLAP. How can you keep on moving unless you migrate too? They tell you to keep on moving, but migrate you must not do. The only reason for moving and the reason why I roam to move to a new location and find myself a home. Come on, get moving is the only thing for you. But how can you keep moving unless you migrate too? More of Rakuda. Anybody that likes this kind of music ought to just look for Rakuda's album Into the Purple Valley. You can probably download it on iTunes or. Oh, it's on YouTube. You can get it on YouTube. Buy it from iTunes so uh, Rye can get the uh, royalties. That's right. Off of it. I encourage that. Or just buy the CD. Buy the, buy the album. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it back up again. See, this is a song from the 30s. You're not supposed to migrate, but you're supposed to keep moving. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the song. Ah. It's a good song. I've yeah. never heard it. Yeah, it's a good song. Warren Buffett, good habits may be more important than IQ. Good habits might be more important than being smart. <laughs> good habits are smart. In an interview this year with Yahoo Finance Editor-in-Chief Andy Serwer, 
Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett talked about how critical it is for young people to establish good habits and start saving early. When asked if young people who are often saddled with student loan debt and high rents should be expected to start saving and investing, he said, I think the habits you develop are terribly important. They may be important, more important than IQ. For Buffett, establishing good habits, whether it's saying please and thank you or saving 10% of each paycheck in a retirement account, is a major key to success. I would agree with that, but what I would say also is that sometimes you make an investment in uh, other things than just a stock account uh, or, you know, you, you are constantly investing in your own life. It's not always a monetary thing that goes into an investment account. Not everybody puts money into a mutual fund starting at age 20 and has $3 million at age 70. You know, uh, it doesn't always happen that way. And certainly we have a number of clients who, although they've put money away, maybe haven't put it away like that we're here for those of you who maybe haven't done things quite perfectly um, and to try to help you and encourage you not only to continue to invest wisely but maybe to keep working mm -hmm. because um you can look in the bible nowhere in in scripture does it say start putting aside money into a retirement account it, it basically says man is meant to labor from the beginning of life until the end. And you're going to be doing some kind of labor even if you're retired. Mm -hmm. Sometimes one of the worst things you can do is to decide to quit early and take yourself out of the game of life, as it were, uh, at a time when you should still be engaged in it. I know my father, whom we just uh, had his funeral uh, a couple of days ago, he stayed active in his business right up until the end. Now, he wasn't 100% active, but he was coming in every once or twice a week. He had never technically retired. He was still drawing a paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, he was involved in giving and making money uh, and, and giving it away and that, that kind of thing. Um, and I think it contributed to him living as long as he did with the Parkinson's that he had, uh, which got worse and worse with each year. So we tend to look at things at the pre-financial group, uh, a little more holistically because human beings being what they are, don't always follow the cues that that somebody like Buffett says you should follow. Um, these things are often more theoretical than they are real life. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that Buffett does say is don't save what is left after spending. Spend, spend what is left after saving. Well, I hate to tell you this, Warren. Most people save what is left after spending. That's how they do it. And uh, what you're saying is is that the saving is the most important check you write. I'm not going to argue with you, uh, nor am I going to necessarily agree with you. I'm going to simply say it doesn't always work that way. Right. 
No, that that is true. It doesn't always work that way because you know life life happens. You know, th- yeah. it's 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 dynamic. Things change. Um, expenses change. Your life changes. Um, so that is true. Um, I think the 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 for me the takeaway is it's the habit of uh, almost self denial in a yep. way. Um, you know, you're, you're saying. I'm going to postpone gratification that I would get from this activity. Now, if it's if it's an activity that could boost your income because you're you're investing in yourself or investing in your health or something like that, then that will 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 you'll have a return on that in yeah. another way. Um, it but if it's something like I'm going to buy this knickknack or that doodad <laughs> and 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 I can postpone that, then that, that's a, a habit I think is a, a, a good one to get into. The more things you have, the more you have to manage. That's right. So uh, while some people think that I want to accumulate things because that's what makes me feel wealthy and it makes me feel good because I've accumulated all these things, well, that's well and good and fine if you have the um, desire to manage these things, if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do with your life, if you don't want to do that with your life, then you would be better off having fewer things. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, because things have responsibilities, you know, attached to them. Exactly. Um, so, yes, uh, the more stuff you have, and there's nothing wrong with things and stuff. But you have to be aware of what the trade-off is, uh, both financially and time-wise in the future. That's right. The uh, the following uh, article, um, this is uh, something we, I mean, th- this is g- getting more to the heart of when we're starting to help someone Um, if they're getting ready to retire or they have uh, a portfolio that's going to be used for income in the future, but it's how to develop a budget, uh, as you're, uh, you know, you're in your fifties and you're starting to think, okay, I would like to have a career change. Maybe I'm not going to retire completely, but how do you develop a budget, um, for retirement? Um, and it's, it's really, it's very simple. Uh, but I think it's something that's glossed over a lot that you take for granted that uh, you that people know how to to budget for this. Um, it's it's really it's it's very straightforward and simple. And we'll just give some quick details, I guess, when we come back. You guess? I guess. As the music came on, I didn't realize we were that close to the break. Yep. Bo has a way of turning that thing on at twenty eight thirty. <laughs> All right, stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. It's that time of year again, Lexington. Join the racing celebrations this weekend at the only two Oaks and Derby wagering locations in town, Keeneland and the Red Mile. Bet the Oaks and the Derby at Keeneland or wager online anytime at KeenelandSelect.com. You can also watch and wager both days at the Red Mile. For details on wagering options or to learn more about celebrating the Oaks and the Derby at Keeneland, visit Keeneland.com. It's spring in Kentucky. 
So make the most of it. Enjoy all Kentucky has to offer at one of our 49 state parks. Hit the fairways at one of our championship golf courses and book a room at a relaxing lodge. Explore hundreds of miles of hiking and mountain biking trails. Camp or fish at more than 30 breathtaking lakes. The adventures you can have here are endless. Plan your spring getaway now. Visit parks.ky.gov. going to continue to hang on to some rounds of rain thunder and lightning out there as well we'll see a high today topping out generally into the mid and upper 60s so a soggy derby day heading into sunday it gets better with some sunshine into the afternoon watch out for a late day booming storm in 75 cooler upper 60s on monday i'm wkyt chief meteorologist chris bailey on your official weather station news radio 630 wlap Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Are you a retirement saver and investor? Do you know how much income you're going to need in retirement to live? Do you know how much income your retirement savings are going to produce for you during retirement and how to avoid liquidating those funds? If you don't know the answer to these questions, you aren't alone. However, if you would like to know, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a free analysis of your retirement savings. We believe every retirement investor should know how much his or her investments should be expected to produce during retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, DupreeFinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show, Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Hey, it's Mario Lopez, and I'm a huge fan of GNC, and you will be too. GNC's Buy Two, Get One Free event is on. From building muscle to finding the best multis, ignite what's inside you with the highest quality supplements. And now, buy two, get one free at GNC. Mix and match protein, pre-workouts, and more. GNC brand products go through up to 150 quality checks so you can crush your goals with science-backed support. Buy two, get one free, and soon, GNC, live well. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. This is one I'm not familiar with. This is from Paradise and Lunch. Yeah, that's right. I didn't even know this version existed. That's why I had to play it. it it's almost like Bob Marley and the Wailers meets the band. Yeah. <laughs> Which this is kind of, this is a cool version. It is. A little bit. Okay. Making a retirement budget. This is all so boring and... <laughs> we'll get to something else here soon, but we got to get through this this uh, making a retirement budget stuff. So, Mike, go ahead. Okay, it it is it is boring, but this this is just some quick tidbits. When you're considering retirement, 
just some of the the broad categories to look at when you're making your budget. Um, the first uh, step is list your fixed expenses. Uh, this is housing, transportation, food, clothing. Um, those are your essentials. Uh, non-essentials might be things like gym memberships, uh, cable TV subscriptions, uh, just the, the things that aren't absolutely necessary. Uh, so that's the first step. Uh, the second step is trying to get your arms around health care costs. Now, this is really an unknowable. You, you can't really know what this is going to be, but you can get some sense possibly of what it could be. Um, you know, it, like if uh, you're working and the employer's picking up the, the health insurance tab, right. well, if you're going to start paying for that yourself, that might be $1,000 a month for, for one person. Right. Um, so it, 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 you have to be aware of that when you're going into retirement. Um, then the third step is add in optional things, hobbies, uh, if you're wanting to travel, uh, entertainment. This is the fun stuff that you're going to put in. And then step four is how uh, your time is going to be spent. Uh, if if you're, we're, this, this kind of cuts back to what we were talking about before. If if you don't have a lot of hobbies and you have more time, that's more time that you'll probably be spending on, or money that you'll be spending on stuff because yeah. your expenses could go up because you don't have a lot of hobbies. Um, so figure out how you're going to spend your time in retirement. Right. And then it's just real simple. You add up the the different areas. You see what your fixed expenses are. You see what your discretionary uh, expenses are. And then you look at your retirement portfolio. And will I be able to generate the income to cover those right. expenses? And that's that's where we come in and you know I mean, we'll, we I mean we do this a lot I mean, we don't develop your budget that's something that you have to do on your own but we take your budget basically and say okay is this feasible going forward for you yeah and i think you, as you think about it and and you look at what you do with your time is so very important how do you spend your time uh in retirement it's a big thing that uh everybody thinks about especially as you get older because you think about how much time have i got left and, and what do i want to spend it on right and so uh you know when when you're done raising your kids and that kind of thing you know all of a sudden you find yourself sort of an empty nest person uh the use of time is is a is a huge one there mm -hmm. yeah uh it i mean it's 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 amazing you know when you're when you're young you know in your 20s you know time is on your side you're like hey i've got time to put yeah. this back i've got time time is always a factor uh in in everything because because yes money is limited but time is absolutely limited right and so you, you have to be wise in how you spend your time all right, let's pop over to some investment market stuff. Why the stock market is unimpressed by the best first quarter results in 24 years. According to Thomson Reuters, of the 343 companies, there are about 70% of S&P 500 companies that have reported earnings to date 
80% have reported earnings per share that were above analyst expectations. So far, the first quarter growth rate for EPS is 22% compared with consensus earnings growth of 16.3 as of April uh, 12th, according to Lindsey Bell, investment strategist at uh, CFRA. That performance is underpinned by some of the most highly valued companies, including J.P. Morgan, Apple, Facebook, uh, and Amazon. So with all these companies reporting significantly higher uh, earnings, why isn't the market taking off like crazy? Well, I think I think there's a number. I mean, there are definitely a number of different factors in that. Um, but some of the higher value higher, larger market cap companies the ones that typically at least recently have high, had higher multiples you know they're trading for higher valuations um those have already had a, a run so to speak um and i think a lot of that has to do with the passive investing style because you know you the more expensive things continue to get more expensive just by the nature of passive investing which is more of a market way, the larger companies become a larger percentage of those. So really the investment that's being made in them isn't being made in them because they're good companies. It's being made in them because of in indexing. Right. Yes, exactly. And, and and because it's being made in them because they are big companies and they've right. gone up in price. Right. Um, this is, uh, the. I mean, the way we see, I mean, we, we don't, we're not indexers. Um, we're, you know, we look at the fundamentals of companies and look for, we're not, I don't think so. <laughs> I had a guy tell me the other day, nobody manages money anymore. And I said, we do. <laughs> he was talking about indexing. Yeah. Yeah. And he just said that if, if anybody knew, you know, what most investment people are doing nowadays, they wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't even give them their money. And I said, well, people know what we're doing, and they do give us their money. Yeah, because we tell them exactly. Yeah, we we tell you, show you, you know, here's what we're doing, and you see the results of it. Yeah. Um, but the what while you see, you know, these earnings are coming in strong, you see the market. You know, that's what this article is talking about. The market. Um, isn't reacting because, I mean, for the week, we had a good day yesterday. The market had a good day yesterday. But for the week, it was slightly down for the week um, in, in the face of these good earnings coming out. Well, certain companies, when their earnings come out, you know, if they're a smaller size company, they haven't had this big run-up that the Amazons, Facebooks have had because of indexing. So the fundamentals are driving their price movement. Um, and so we've seen that in the last uh, couple weeks that certain companies, when they release the earnings, the market is uh, rewarding that outperformance because they haven't been a part of this uh, big uh, rising tide, basically. Thing based on indexing. Right. What indexing is, is it's the way most money is invested in the stock market these days. It's it's the way most mutual funds and many 401k plans and things like that, that's how they invest their money. It's it's through indexes. Uh, an index is a, obviously a, a, a 500 stocks make up the S&P 500. 
lower tax bills fuel best earnings quarter since 2011. So what does taxes have to do with these great earnings that we're seeing? I mean, is some of it simply driven by the fact that uh, the tax uh, taxes are lower now? That's definitely uh, part of it. But if you exclude the tax benefit, now the tax benefit for this last quarter, that was embedded in analyst expectations uh, for this last quarter. Um, And these companies are still beating. Um, So that that absolutely has helped companies. uh, But the underlying business for most of these companies uh, is doing better, you know, X tax uh, benefits. Um, so th- it, it, the tax bill has helped the companies, um, but their business is doing well. And you've seen this um, with share buybacks, increasing dividends. I mean, Apple, you talk about a large company, um, it doesn't have the multiple that something like an Amazon or a Facebook has because, A, they actually have great earnings behind yeah. the stock price. real real cash earnings real cash earnings they raised their dividend 16 percent, and they authorized a hundred billion dollar stock buyback good lord i mean yes the 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 tax bill is helping them but their business was good uh, it was yeah. better than expected the the earnings were better than expected even with the tax uh, even with the tax uh embedded in analyst expectations so you're seeing companies, um, ones that actually are, are making money, they're making more money because the business yeah. is doing well. And when we're looking for companies to invest in, we're looking, first and foremost, does it pay a dividend? Yep. And when the, the business is doing well, you're seeing a lot of these companies raising dividends, um, which, hey, you know, we're all for that. Yep, exactly. So- it's it's real. Yeah. Yeah. The earnings part is real. Okay. We've exited a period uh just just recently of a lot of volatility. That is basically the way to um the way to interpret the word volatility is stock markets going down. Um <laughs> and uh it it makes it sound like up and down movement volatility but the code word for volatility is drop because uh, when things are going up, we don't call it volatility. We call it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it says here that the real risk is that believing that volatility is risk. In other words, it's this idea that volatility is a risky thing in and of itself. We'll talk about that when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. What's happening now? Things are happening. The Mueller investigation. Subpoena the president. Secretary of State. Iran lied. We have to build a wall. Check in often. What's happening in our country? With News Radio 630 WLAP. Or Alexa, play 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. Revelation 7, 9 through 10 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
This scripture to me is a beautiful picture of all races, languages, and ethnicities worshiping God together. I believe this is God's dream for his people. Jesus told us to pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're not perfectly there yet at Trinity Hill, but we do have believers from over 40 nations who are members of our church, and our worship services more and more reflect God's dream. Are you interested in worshiping in a church like this? I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church located at the corner of Tates Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. 630 WLAP. This is from Bob Till You Drop. You are correct. And that's Shaka Khan singing. I, I didn't realize that. I, yeah. I kind of like how it started off, so I just went with it, but I had no clue that was Shaka Khan. It's her. I shall be downloading this one today. Okay, the real risk is believing that volatility is risk. Shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't think you're on. No, I'm not on. Did you kick something down there by your feet? No, I didn't. All right, let me go to another. Mic. All right. We'll let Shaka Khan play in the background, right, Mike? Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Now you're good. Were you hearing me before? No, I mean, it, it really, it sounded like your microphone was off, so yeah, I don't know what it, happened over there. it must have been. I, mean, I don't know what happened. started talking about Shaka Khan, and all of a sudden. It just went off. Yeah. The real risk is believing that volatility is risk. I mean, we know from our business that, uh, and you're going to have to coach me on when we're going to go out because I can't see a, a clock right now. So, Bo, just take care of me here. Um. Uh, the real the real risk is that if they never did go down, mm-hmm. that's right. Because that's when we can't. They, you know, that's uh, that's when we buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So so the the idea that up and down is is risk is risky, right? I mean that that's it's actually completely opposite of that. Um, things that constantly go up. That's where the risk is because if it's constantly going up, that means you're paying more all the time, all the time. And you can have, we've seen this, I don't know how many times, great companies that have been around for decades that the market just prices them at ridiculous levels. And it's a great company, but there's a lot of risk in the price that you're paying for that good company. Right. And we've, we've seen it. And that's why you can't, you know, you can't just buy something and hold it and not look at it and constantly go and challenge why you're owning something. Right. You, you can't blindly own things in a portfolio because the market 
the market gets nutty. Yeah, it does. And in the last several years, you haven't been penalized too much for owning things that are too expensive because of indexing and because things go up when people keep putting money into them. Uh, people have gotten comfortable living with things at, a, at an elevated price. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got an article in there about value stocks. Is value getting ready to grow again? And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. It seems like the way the market has gotten, it, it's, it's moved away from value. It's mm-hmm. as if the market itself doesn't appreciate value. It appreciates size. Right. And uh, sometimes value stocks are smaller in size. There, there's an interesting part in there. Um, Jeremy Grantham, um, he runs a, a company called GMO, uh, and they, they, I think they, they have hedge funds, and they, you know, uh, have uh, blogs and articles that come out. And, I mean, he's very good investor, very smart economist. Um, it talks about them looking at the market today and saying, okay, maybe this time it actually is different that maybe we're not going to go back to a, a, the the mean reversion is what they call it, where right. where things kind of start moving back to averages, long-term averages. To me, that's almost a capitulation moment. When yep. you have a, a, a firm like GMO coming out and saying, well, maybe this time it is different. Maybe value is dead. To me, that's almost capitulation. Yeah. And uh... – you did have value do well coming out of 08, 09. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the question is, will people get to where they hate big technology stocks? Because that's what would have to happen. Right. They, they would get to where they would hate Amazon. Yep. They would hate uh, Netflix and Facebook and, and all those other things that they've been in love with. Right. And honestly, I don't see that anytime soon happening um but it can change real quick i mean we saw we saw it this year you know at the end of january you started seeing that sentiment change in a week's time people were saying okay maybe this isn't all it's cracked up to be and so you saw the market drop violently quickly um and that was a lot of these larger companies so sentiment can change just overnight uh, right. very quickly um back on this uh the, the talking about risk in, in relate even in relation to the, the the is value dead um what's the least volatile thing you can have your money in it's cash right right i mean it's not going to go up and down it's just going to depending upon what inflation's doing that's it yeah and so the risk you know, having your money in something that's not volatile at all is actually long term one of the riskiest things you can right. have because that's you're you're not going to keep up with inflation, and you are especially if you're retired, you will be depleting your principal quickly because you're spending your cash and you have inflation on top of that. Yep. So one of the things that we try to do at Dupree Financial Group is is help people. Um, invest their money for dividends. One of the things that is reliable about dividends over and above simple growth 
is that the dividends tend to get paid in a more dependable way than um, growth occurs. Right. Now, growth has been fairly dependable over the last several years, and, and, and so the lines can get blurred pretty easily because people think, well, you know, things are going to grow and, and I'm going to be in good shape and I don't need to worry about it. But the fact is that when growth stops, it can stop at the most inconvenient time for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have dividends, if you don't have the cash payment coming in that dividends and interest pay you, you may be dipping into your principal in order to uh, fund your retirement. Right. If <coughs> if you're if you're taking distributions from a retirement portfolio and you're invested in growth or index types of investments, you you are explicitly saying that you firmly believe that the market's going to continue going up over the short run even that you're going to have a consistent growth of the market. That's really what you're saying because you're going to be taking distributions from this. The only way that a growth portfolio is going to sustain distributions in the long run is to have that a consistent growth uh, 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 projection. Uh, trajectory. Trajectory. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> you can't. That's a three-syllable word. Yeah. No, it's four. I know. Trajectory. I know. <laughs> uh, I even knew that. <laughs> you cannot tell. The reason you can't forecast growth is because now you're forecasting what somebody's going to be willing to pay for something. Right. And uh, somebody was asking me the question the other day. uh if your assets equal your debt, you're not broke. Well, the problem is debt has to be paid dollar for dollar, and assets are only worth what somebody will pay for them. So you don't know for a fact. You, you could have a mortgage on a $500,000 house, $200,000 mortgage, and still be in trouble because the v- price of the house could drop, mm-hmm. but the mortgage is not going away. It's not going away until it's paid. That's right. And... uh when it gets paid, then you own your asset free and clear, no matter what the value of it is. That's the same thing with with retirement plans. That's But the thing about debt is that it requires a constant payment. If you own debt, i.e. a bond or a preferred stock, which is quasi-debt, uh, or you own equity, which is a stock which pays a dividend, then you're getting a cash payment for your asset. It makes the asset a little more real in a sense mm-hmm. because it's you're getting paid rent on and you're they're they're paying you for the use of your money. Right, right. <clears throat> and if you're you know if you're taking uh, distributions, uh, I mean it really that's. In a, in a way that it, it's not it's not officially debt, but it kind of is right. because you require those payments to come out if you're needing that for living expenses. So that essentially, it is a form of debt. Yeah, it it is, and um, you can get paid for your investments whether they go up or down. That's what's important, and that's what we look at as a way to fund your retirement. Because the bottom line is, what do you need in retirement? You need something to pay your bills. 
Appreciate you listening to us today. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Mike Johnson. If you are interested in what we're talking about, you can call us at 859-233-0400 at Dupree Financial Group. Set up a no-obligation no appointment to go over your retirement portfolio. Appreciate it. Everybody have a good weekend. Enjoy Derby Day. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP.